If you go to a pub in Ireland, you have to have a song. And if you don't have a song, you may as well not go to a pub at all. I've changed the Murray, by the way. So if anybody wants to buy me a Murray, well, I'd say Peroni as well. Welcome to Four Blades in a Pub, everybody. We are in the Brothers Arms at Healy today. Uh, we've got John's here. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We've got Dan's here. Evening all. Uh, we've got special guest, Paul McDonald's here. Good evening everybody, pleasure to be back. Pleasure to have you, and I'm here as well, it's Phil here as well. So, first thing we're going to talk about today is going to be uh, putting one up the arse on, uh, on Monday night. Absolutely. I called, uh, I called it in honour of Christian Nade, we were going to win 1-0, and we uh, say dutifully obliged, and we beat them 1-0, and, and deserved it thoroughly, I think. What do you think, boys? Fantastic performance from start to finish. Absolutely in control. Didn't think that they were ever going to score. Didn't really feel like saying it at the time because you only to come back and bite it. But then I watched it back again yesterday afternoon and I got from work. And we just didn't give no space. They kept going back every single time they got ball. Yeah, they had lots of ball second half, didn't they? But, but, but they were going to. Yeah, that, that's the thing. They were, they were, we were never going to come out and dominate the ball second half away. I think as well, like, there's lots of positives and great depth we're going to probably go into about us. When you see that sort of style of playing out from the back live on TV, you, you go, okay, I see what they're trying to do. Now, you sit on the side, Paul, Dan, Phil, and me can almost go with blanket opens on the top, and we watch it very differently. To watch that style try to be executed live, forget the fact the ball was out of play about six times in the first half. It's, it doesn't seem to make any sense. Now, you could have any left and right back or any centre half doing that. I don't see how that. I get it. I do get it. I've had a conversation with uh, Alan Picard about this a few times, and I do understand why Friend they're doing of the it. Pod. Friend of the pod. T shirts coming soon. The, the problem is. I don't think they've got the goalkeeper to execute it, and I don't think they've got the fullbacks to execute it. What they're trying to do is pull us towards them, so yeah. there's space over the top. Over the top for a bammy. Exactly. Yeah, I would have said that after the game, but I just I don't see. It's sort of like you play within yourself, don't you? Yeah. It, a good, all good teams play within themselves and play to the strengths. Yeah. So on Sunday, you look at Man United. They knew that if they had to go at Liverpool, Liverpool pick them off Fargo. So if you put they put Shaw and Juan Misaka up on the fullbacks, nullified them a bit, and obviously got lucky that Salah was injured, and it and it worked for Man U. Whereas Arsenal trying to do that with Kalasin actually said the tank of a football yeah. he's not an he's, he's not an attacking left back is he they are essentially well, yeah, it, it possibly would have been different had they had Bellerin and Tierney fit playing right and left back that might have made a difference because they can get out more they've got play, they can run beyond but uh, what, what I would say is I think I get why they do it I don't think it's a very good idea but I get why they do it but you've got to give us a massive amount of credit. Have you seen that video that's gone done around today where they had 15 passes and we fought around the edge of their 18 yard back? And all, what, all we were doing is Lundstrom would go and Fleck would sit, and then it'd spray across and Lundstrom would drop and Fleck would go. It was brilliant yeah, I to thought, watch. Well, it took, I think we need a full section on Fleck. It just became alarming to me that, as well, like we, we heard in the preview, you read the Den Blades preview that my mate Nick wrote, he said, Envies can be very tactically astute in games and change things. And there was no evidence of that. Not at all. Apart from, I'll throw in another strike. It, it just kept bringing 
slightly better players on than he already had on pitch. So he brought uh, Lacazette came on, Sabios, and the young Brazilian kid they bought, Martel, Martinez, Martinelli. Yeah, but he's again, he's not. He didn't do anything. Didn't change the shape. Didn't change the system. Just threw someone on. Yeah, I would be interested to know what happened, and it's by the by because it didn't. But Pepe the score because he should have. Let's be honest. He should say they had no chances, Master. I'd say that that. I mean, it's hard when he comes across you in front of goal. But if you pay 80 million for something, you expect an 80 you expect million pound to put it away. I should have talked about with it. By, um, it but, but the thing is with Arsenal, a lot of their better players as well. So Pepe, and we talked about this straight after the game the other night, got all that pace and obviously in inverted commas, really good for podcast listeners, but good fee. He's for 72 million, 80 million quid. He wasn't going round people. No, no. Um, Aubameyang looked like um, a ringer on a Sunday who had turned just, up, didn't, didn't like the look of the pitch. Aubameyang looked like, so there were two or three times, first half, where they knocked, he, he were pointing down right inside in channel, and someone knocked a ball in, and it was a yard in front of him, and he just went, nah, fuck that. Do you know what? I'm not chasing that. There's some players I'm looking forward to seeing come to Bamalay this season, and he were one of them. Yeah. Couldn't have been more disappointed. Really disappointed. He just didn't look just, did, just didn't look interested. No, just, not I, know it's, it, I know it's a cliche to say he didn't look like he fancied it, but he just he didn't look like he fancied it. He didn't look like he thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in a foot race with this kid. He tried to outpace Basham at one point, and Basham just went, no. You're all right, kid. Basham celebrating that goal kick again. And it's fantastic. Unbelievable. Um, and, and one last thing, I probably, well, not one last thing, but something about Arsenal I thought was quite telling is you hear everyone talk about it, you watch the odd game yourself, but you see live Jacker. Bombs there. Don't shoot. Right. Arsenal captain doesn't get in our midfield. Do you know what? What people haven't talked about with Jacker as well, it's him that played move setup for goal. Yeah. It was him that played him on and he wasn't marking anybody. He was just in a space by the front post. There was no need for him to be there. He dropped back. It wasn't like he was zone marking. He dropped back when the header went in. Just dropped into a space and Musa was just stood on his own. I don't know if you've watched it back on Skyro, but Patrice Evans talking a lot about protecting the goalkeeper. So when you've got a corner, he always used to go and stand in front to stop people from knocking the bars. But obviously, they've got a shaft on one side and somebody else on the other side. And they just had a gap, so it's allowing yeah. goalkeeper to have a look at it. So Musa would stand there. And no, no, but nobody thinks on the feet to, to, like, to go, go and stand oh, in that gap. Yeah. Dan, Dan and I were talking about this. We were talking about this at half time, and we've heard it from two different ex pros, but top class strikers, both of us have heard it from two different ones. Where they say, as a striker, you stand in the middle of the six yard box from corners and free kicks from there, and it's almost going to guarantee you five or six goals. You'll get five, six, season. seven goals because the ball will drop to you. And that's all moves like that. He just sits yep. there in the middle of the area and the ball drops to him. It's, it's good striking, really, isn't it? It's good forward. Yeah, yeah. Talk, talking about Arsenal, the only, the only player of Arsenal that, that I was impressed with, and, and I think he's carrying, he, he was carrying the side and with a better midfielder alongside him, Kenduzi. <coughs> yeah, he he really impressed me. For a, what is he, 19? 19, 20 Two years ago, he played in the French second division. Wanted the ball, but no matter what That's position he was in, no matter who, he'd have someone right up his arse and he'd have it. And he used the ball. it well as well. The right he, men, the right, he had the right mentality, and he's not, they maybe have gone out of fashion a little bit. The athletic sort of 
very probably condescending to call him a box to box, but that sort of player who will get forward, you put carry a, the ball. You put a Vieira alongside Gendouzi. I was just about to like him to say Petit. Yeah. He's that kind of player. So he's not, I'm not saying he's as good, but he's... Not yet, but he's French, but he's, he? yeah. he's I also French thought, as the game went on, Louis, David Louise, I've seen him live. Obviously, there's always the fan doing him. He's good on the ball. He's calm. He's composed. If you're playing a, that sounds daft. He'd fit him well in our system. He'd yeah. fit him well in playing that role that Egan does, where he's the one that's kind of picking the ball up. He's the, the kind of pivot for the back three. Everything comes into him, gets spread wide. He'd fit him really, but, he, but he's not. He's nothing like as good a defender. So while, while, while you just mentioned John Egan, let's talk about our back three or our back five, if you like. Stephen six after that. So Edison says about Jacker. Apart from that, there was there was one where he uh, he caught a free yeah, yeah. kick, which I like. It sounds daft, but it was a dangerous free kick. I think it was Louise who hit it. Like being known to win. I mean, no. Yeah, Pepe took it, I think. Yeah, Louise, Louise lined up for it. I thought it was Lacazette that took it. I just caught it, didn't he? Yeah. And it was just, that's that, all that position. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was great. It's not safe from Jack, as some people You'd say. You expect him to say that. I, the thing is, although it, for the cameras, I'm doing inverted uh, quotes again, but the ball does move when he hits that. It's not like straight at him, and although it's one of them over his head. There's a bit of dip on it, isn't there, is he? It's That's it. one of those, if it goes in, you're questioning all people. You'd yeah. expect him to. That's one of them that yeah. two or three seasons ago, every time, everyone that hit one of them when it's it's just flew in. Yeah. Just a black, we black, so many worldies that season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of that criticism uh, when they were going in was actually leveled on the left side of defence and will start across the five on the left. End of Stevens, he got into the nutmeg in a minute, but he gets, he's like, he literally is like, if he was a bottle of whiskey, you wouldn't be able to sell him because he is maturing at an astronomically unreal rate that it's going to be the finest whiskey. <laughs> In the world, in a matter of a month, he gets better game on game. Do you know what? It does worry me a little bit. I know he's 28, but if he continues on that trajectory, end of the season, we're going to be struggling to get him. I, I think there's only probably two defenders, two wing-backs in the entire division. Robertson. Who are better than the ball for Liverpool. Yeah, Robertson. I think every team I've watched against this season, he gets in that, aside from Liverpool. Tierney's quality. So I've never seen him play. Tierney's quality as well, but I think... No, I, I think, I said I think four times then, let's not stand him up against other people, let's praise him just as who he is. He's like athletic, positionally astute, and skillful. It's the composure in and around the final third, we, which is so I'm, good. I'm he talking about that nutmeg. How he, how he held off and held off and held off and held off and waited. And then just, you can see it happening. Everybody on the pitch knew what we were going to do. And open them, open I think them, even Chambers knew what we were going to do and he couldn't stop it. It was brilliant. I'm, I'm suddenly thinking of a more skillful left-back that we've ever had. So we've, we've had talk- some good left-backs over the years, but I'm trying, we've had left-backs who have been good defensively. And we've had really good like, wing-backs we've had like good Quinny. Wing-backs, and- but someone who's as skillful at left-back as he is can actually... Little tricks, little flicks, drag it back. Not so legs. I, we were talking about this on, uh, during the game. Me and my dad were talking about it, and I've always said that uh, Gary Naismith was the best left back I've ever seen for United. I thought he was outstanding yeah. as a defender. But Ender Stevens does both. He's an outstanding defender. He, I've never seen anybody use the line as a way of defending as much as what he does. He's I mean, fantastic. Yeah. But then going forward, 
he's second to no one I've seen. I think he was telling Phil that when he went down with that little injury, we should it, I was, well, if there, were, if there were one player, really, even Jack, Ender could go in there. And I wouldn't be the one player we really. can't replace. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you Espec- don't buy one. Because even though, like last year we had Barbie Johnson, Ben Osborne, like he might be able to come and do something for us, but that's showing in the court. We're debating what we what we do in that instance, and I think what we probably have done put Jack Elkin on, move Basham across, and play O'Connell as left wing back. I think. I think that probably it, makes a lot of sense. I think you. I think we might. It depends on the level of injury. Like it's not ten fate, but I think if it was only for a couple of games, it might have been Luke Freeman. Yeah. Just as a na- more well, natural yeah, yeah. I think if it's injury for a couple of games, I think it'll be Osborne. I think I think that's what he's been bought for. I don't know why he wasn't on the bench the other night, but I think that's what he's here for. He's left footed, but having again, I've been seeing him a couple against Sunderland. Do you know what though? If it wasn't for the fact that Stevens was progressing the way he is, I think Baldock could be getting a lot more mm. raise than what he is because Baldock's raised his game so much. Bald- yeah. Baldock is. <laughs> It's in one of those balls the advantages to get in where he's got no one around him from 20 yards into the top bins first time, away from being on the tip of a lot of people's toes. I couldn't agree more. He, we've seen him grow, and it's, it's quite interesting, like, it's like with Edna. Edna's playing probably more consistently than Bulldog over the last couple of years. Three weeks flirted in and out of the team, and in two years, Bulldog's been with us. But it's, for me, it's. It, Shouldn't it was probably a peck. Uh, which one? On Shaka, Shaka, Shaka. For them? Oh, what, pulling him? Oh. No, when he, the trip, I no, thought no. it was incredibly definitely close. Definitely not. Oh, well, but... So one where he got booked for that? One they got booked? Yeah. Definitely weren't a penalty. 100% definitely. Not I must admit, from, from where I was... Yeah. yeah. No, no, definitely not. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Oh, okay. So, he, he, what he, he does, see, it's Egan that challenges him. What he does, he drags his foot along the floor, and as soon as Egan comes near him, he twists him, yeah. Baldock got fouled at the other end. I'm getting confused, so it's been a long week, and it's only Wednesday. And that weren't a penalty either. But my heart was in my mouth though. Mine too. But no, tell you what, Mike Dean. Mike Dean. We nailed all did. Mike Dean got it bang on. He got it bang on. Yeah, booking yeah. him as well. He got it bang on. And yeah. then walking across and booking on Arsenal coaching staff. <laughs> for the other <laughs> young man. Yeah, I thought it Steve Bold. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty yeah, good. That went down well in front of us that way. Well, like I'm saying, He's just had a little bit of refinement in the final third, but defensively, yeah, he has got that slight naivety in him. And there's parts of his game like at Everton, but he completely lost his head before his team when really it weren't his, but he didn't need to do that. But he's, he's, he's got getting a bit of an edge on him, I like that. Getting better and better yeah, game on game. So, yeah. who thought we'd still be loading Basham with the uh, part of one of the meanest defences in the Premier League uh, after nine games. Uh, I mean, like, it's just one of those. We just need to, we just need to get it like sort of cloned, maybe. <laughs> I can't get my head around it. And, uh... Well, it's when, it's when four years ago we beat Yeovil 2-0 at home and he's playing alongside Old Cock and McEverland. Fucking hell. I'm happy enough Go to say... Go to Christmas past now, man. I'm happy enough to say to anyone that I've slagged him off more than anybody. When, when he first signed at the UA, Always wanted to play in midfield, and I just thought that's not my place. It's not a midfield. And, and I weren't yeah. impressed with it all. I spent such a long time having a go at it, but it's proved me wrong massively. Although, it's an unbelievable footballer. Although, did you notice 
Wilder did his in-game change to four at the back and pushed him into yeah, the field no, for five minutes. Five, ten minutes. And it, it made a difference. It did make a difference. I, I think if he's put in to do that sort of destroying role that he does, I think he's really, really handy in, what, uh, in midfield. In midfield. Yeah, in midfield in, where, in we're, where, we're, where we're making tactical tweaks, yes. I you wouldn't want him, you wouldn't want him starting in midfield. Yeah, the only game I wouldn't mind him doing that yeah. is if he went to City and you were going to try to execute a full on 90 minutes, absorb, hit him three or four times, out with Jags in there. And there was an injury to one of the three in midfield. But rather than that, he was outstanding. Gives me heart palpitation sometimes because it is like somebody's dropped the PlayStation remote and there's like a weird movement and he does something like, what, what, what are you doing? And then occasionally. It's like he didn't know his legs are going, doesn't it? And there'd be a pass that he hasn't, that he's seen, but no one else has seen because they're top players and he's still got that lower league clogger. But he, he was outstanding. And then the lad in the middle, he's just like, Egan is just. How. My dad made a very throwaway comment. He reckons the back five are worth over £100 million now. And he said, he, he said that Egan's better than Duffy, he's better than Dunn. But he's got a point. I mean, when when Maguire went to Leicester, sorry, when Maguire went to Man U, Leicester were talking about Dunk. Yeah, 45 million. Dunk from Brighton as as, as a replacement for 45 million. If Dunk's worth 45 million, all right, he's done it for a bit longer than Egan. Let's let's be conservative and say Egan's worth 35. Egan's going to be, yeah, if he can continue for the rest of the season like we are. He's going to be another one that I think we're going to be hard pressed to keep, and it's going to cost. I think it's going to cost more. I think it's going to cost fifty million to get him away from us. If we stay up, we can afford to turn. He's got another three years, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And O'Connell, this, and O'Connell, five year contract when he signed. I think O'Connell was worth more. He's yes. younger. He's got more about him. He's, I mean, I'm not saying he's better. Egan's great at what he does, but O'Connell's great at what he does next to him. I think he's probably worth more than, than Egan is. It, it, it's actually frightening how good they are. And as a collective unit, for me, it's how they hold the line. Like the whole, the defend the It's just it's the organisation of it. It's like to do it, you know, to do it in games last season. So go, you think back to maybe Leeds, uh, West Brom, where we did it. They were two games where Basham was in midfield and Brady was in there. A bit more experienced at a higher level than Basham, you'd argue. But we're doing that against players like um, what's the gobshark from Leeds called striker Bamford Bamford and um, at West Brom you're doing it against Dwight Gale Gale. doing it against Lockerhead Aboyang you think to how we defended at times in the Everton game Moyes Keane Richardson we're not just talking about going up the level these are top players Salah Mane Firmino they didn't exactly Mane had a couple of chances but well, I think it's showing you how much um, the Brentford game last season stood us in good stead. To show that we can play like that for long, long periods of the game, and that's what it, it felt like. That a bit on Monday night it felt like the Brentford game. And this, this is what stands in good stead over the season. Like Norwich came up and they had a couple of good results. Pookie scored three or four goals. But as a side, they're, they're nothing close to being as good as we are. Yeah, definitely not. And, and, and if Pookie doesn't score. I don't see Norwich picking that many points up, and I don't think he will. I think he'll he'll dry up. He's he'll dry up. He might get into yes. double figures. Whereas ours is built. On, it's not built on one player keeping us up there. It's built on the whole team. 
And so um, Jamie Carrick has said before the game the other night, they were talking about what United need to do. And I, I raised it in the last pod. Do, when, when do we open up a little bit? And what Carragher was saying is what we've got is doing us... No, we, we don't need to. Why change? We, we, we've got the best defence in the league for a reason. Why, why, that's just why change. it's got with 12 yeah. points. It's not the forward line that's got us 12 points. It's the defence. And, and while they're doing his interview, which is how that woman's got Yes, it is a witch's hat. Yeah, just threw me off. But while they're doing his interview, Carrots, we can't... Yeah, people, we, did, we did get it right. People think we could have a go at Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's right. It's not. That's not admitting defeat, and that's not you know abandoning your principles. You're still trying to play football the right way. Well, we are playing football. Play, play, a, play a possession based game. Yeah. Get into areas, which eventually you'll create good chances. First half against Arsenal, we were better side. We were creating the better chances, and we looked more like all right. Pepe missed the golden chance, but we looked more likely to score. Yeah. Right. First 20 minutes, then yeah. Although the left as well, which is interesting. Yeah, I think that was a purposeful thing actually to get it. Chambers a bit. Flight taking one was interesting. I think that was the first time I've seen flight taking from that side, bending one out. They, they used to, well, they used to whip, he was on them quite a lot in League One, I seem to remember. In, Inwards, though, yeah. Yeah. It's cool to be all the side. Just before we scored, I said to kill it, Adam, we, you know, we need to make one of these corners pay. Yeah. I think that, that was one we scored from. Mm. Um, just kind of back to the style of play. Everyone praised Norwich when they first came up. Going to Anfield, oh, it's brilliant. They've had a go at Liverpool. They've not changed. The, they've not changed the plans. They got fucking bummed. Five one, one four, four one. Grand Four one, and they took the, they took foot off it after yeah. fifteen minutes. Yeah, and every so often, and every so often it will work. They, they showed that against Manchester. They'll catch Man City in a bad day and they'll beat them. But the other thirty games out of thirty-one you play, like, you're gonna you're gonna lose. Even against even against lower Premier League sides, if you go just completely open, trying to go toe to toe with them, they'll beat you. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Warnock, Wilder's Warnock, right in what he's saying. This season for United, it's about accumulating points. Mm. Just keep accumulating points, and if we can't win, don't lose. Yeah. And that's the way we're playing, and it's working for and us. What's been, a, what's been a feature of Wilder's tenure is every time there's been that reasonable doubt, and often it is reasonable doubt because there's been a succession of bad results, and if they come in a trend, so a couple of, well, three, own losses on the spin, trap after international plays, struggling to score goals. Team answer the question. And, yeah. you know, beating one of the big boys at home was a fine, fine example of that. And I thought what was particularly impressive in midfield was, and we haven't seen him do this this season, I don't think, until the other night, was Norwood had a very gentle, steady Norwood game, what? which was. Not running around too much, getting it, moving it, not losing position. Yeah, okay, when someone ran past him occasionally, oh god, he's gone. But he was relaxed and it allowed the other two to be excellent. What Norwood did that I really liked, and this is what I really liked about him last season when he first came to us, was the way breaks playable. He's very good in the tackle and he won a lot of ball on Monday and he's not done it for a while. That kind of game, it's been all about the Hollywood passes and stuff and that's great. But first and foremost, he's there as first line of defence almost. He's yeah. Back four, back three, isn't he? I think Coots doing that sort of quarterback role as well. Coots is never going to ground as much as Norwood. Norwood's very good at going to ground but then keeping hold of Coming the ball when he does. Really hard way of tackling, especially when 
he's five six and he's not a big fella. Like to physically impose himself. But I just thought he gave the platform for Lundstrom and Fight to execute that press. I thought Fleck was absolutely unbelievable. Best game he's had for United, I'd argue. I think it was spectacular. Yeah, so I, I totally agree. I think it was the best game he's had for us. Well, I, if you remember, about a year or so ago, maybe a little bit longer, me, me and you were having a conversation about players that needed to raise the levels if we're serious, and Fleck was the one I was worried about. Because mm. well, I, I, I didn't see him. Well, I, 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 I think we'd lost at home someone, hadn't we? We'd had a no, few when we drew on Wednesday. That was it. We were at the Broadfield. We were a bit worried. And, well, this season, leaner, quicker. He's boxing Premier League. He's, actually, he's, he's driving the game on. Yeah. Uh, when he flicks it over again, usually and drags us 40, 50 yards on pitch yeah. in 80th minute. That's and he's, he's clearly learning from his mistakes. Knock it off to somebody else, but he isn't. He's taking responsibility, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. But he's clearly learning from his mistakes as well, so he should have shot against Liverpool. Should have yeah. put his foot through it. And that's what he did with the night he nearly scored. Well, he said that yeah. in his interview after. Yeah, he said, I need to add more goals to the we don't shots off though. Mm. Nobody yeah. won. Yeah. That we're only about. I thought that were in the team. I thought that were only forty so old. Like, and it's learning. So if we're not going to be in that position where these ten chances we score two, we might only get three or four. We've got to hope we score. What we need to do is we need to let be. And we are. We're, we're hitting, we're hitting the ball more this season. Yeah. We always needed to. Last season, that one, that one of Norwoods and that one of Fleck. They had a technology to touch and moved it on and looked to get into position. And now they're actually putting see goal, you've got to have a go at it. And, yeah. and, and, and part of that as well is the way in certain games, I'd like to think we'll still maybe be able to box teams in a bit. But the other night, when those shots were particularly put up the court, were getting off. The 1 0 up, the full back, centre half, wide options aren't going to be as plentiful because. We are, but we've got the point as it stands. We've got the three points. Yeah, we, need we, don't need to, we don't need to chance. You're not playing, I don't know, South End, and you can go well for Leather or whatever. So, Munster again, though, he's, I swear, some performance enhancers. Do you see that con- uh, bit of control he did? Touch. It just it just, just pulls it out of air. Brilliant. Absolutely but then, Sets a sets a four or five pass move. Yeah, yeah, we nearly scored from that. Yeah. I think Andy Stevens put it in. It was just behind. Just got cleared. Yeah, so, weren't it? He's playing with composure. He's growing as a player. He's it was it was the work he did defensively on Monday that impressed me more than anything. He was good on the ball when he needed to be, but it, the way he was reading their press, but the press. <coughs> That we needed to to, to to not get caught out with what they were trying to do it was just fantastic. It'd be interesting to compare him to Declan Rice on Saturday at West Ham. Yeah, yeah they're up against each other. They're up against each other. Technically, they're vying for possibly an England squad place. I'm still waiting to see some from Rice. I, I am. I don't, I don't really get it. I've never really watched him for West Ham, but when I've watched him for England, the bits and bobs I've seen for West Ham and England, there's nothing that makes me think that. Man, you should be paying 80 million quid for more of it. I can't believe we're even considering talking about Lundstrom for England. After where we were three months ago, first day of the season, the team sheet box came out early and we were like, Lundstrom? Really? I mean, people have good pre seasons. King Graham had a good pre season. Like, it's, it's, beyond, it's beyond any. Well, like I say, there's got to be something. Sorry, John, some performance analysis. But <laughs> talking about performance analysis, he's been out for three weeks. He's an injury prone crop. The 
they shouldn't have signed. The goal difference in that team. Shane's out between this team, didn't it? Oh, just, he was he was superb. He was uh, he probably just behind Fleck, considering he'd been injured as well, coming in. The work of the ball yeah. just dogged. But he also was so good at going, right, I am not chasing that 30 yards over that's not worth it. I'm, but I can, like the ten is a ten meter one. I'll chase that now. I'm not, you know, he, he's, he's playing the game. I'm touching my head here, but he's playing it upstairs. I mean, like, he's just brilliant. It's how relaxed he is on the ball. I don't think I've ever seen a United player quite like it. When the ball comes to him in any position, his first thought is to look up. His head's up and he's looking for the next movement. There's only, there's only two or three United players I can think of that I've ever seen that were as cut like you said, that would instantly kind of look up. When we had Gordon Callum's for a short period of time, the second he got the ball, but he never moved out of centre circle. He never moved out of centre circle. And uh, I did a circle, by the way. Yeah, Phil's in a circle. And, <laughs> we'll uh, and, and Glenn Hodges. Yeah, yeah. I suppose they're the only two players like him who I can think of when the ball comes from. They're just. They're not Stuart, rushed. Stuart McCall, Quadrant. McCall just moved it on. McCall, when he was there, he, he, he just moved the ball off. I suppose McGoldrick as well, like the way we play and especially in a game like that where the ball needs to come out eventually it gives him it gives the team time it's oh he, he was brilliant and then he's he's made up fun well i mean he got one at match i've got to be honest he scored the goal which yeah, is why he's got it that, that's what happens down the way whoever scores the goal him on the match votes and you go he scored he'll get it sky give it him as well which is really weird but anyway says what, uh, what were it I love Moussa. I think he's going to be a brilliant, brilliant player for us. It's not fit. He's going to play for England. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, if you're listening, you're a fucking idiot. Oh, word. <laughs> what did he say the other night? We're going to have a front two. England front two. England front two. The Goldrick. The Goldrick and uh, Moussa. Yeah. An Irishman and a Frenchman are going to be England, uh, England for I mean... Yeah, I mean, well, he's half a pint at this point as well, so it's not even like he's obvious. Two slips at Barmaid's ear when you're all over the place. Um, I mean, Wilder said he's not fit. He missed, a, missed all of pre-season or most of pre-season. You could see he was... He, he kind of done after 55 minutes. I saw him come on at Matlock and he was done after two and a half minutes. And then we were just like, what's the thought? Why have you spent that on him? But you can see it now, can't you? It's, it's the outlet. And then Blades had a look in the summer when, when he showed what he'll give us. They showed some clips of him doing this for Bournemouth thing. Having that goal pace as an outlet against bigger teams is so important. And he's strong as well as a unit as well, isn't he? He's clever oh. on the ball as well. He's got really good feet. Rotund French strikers who are a bit unorthodox who will play in Arsenal midweek and run away, <laughs> don't they? Um, but then the subs came. Um, Sharp did well. I thought Sharp did really well. Sharp, that, Sharp's game has completely changed yeah, since almost since he came to club even third time round he came to club third time round as a Johnny on the spot penalty box he wasn't rankings I think his captaincy has changed and he's changed now and he's a, he's he's, up, he's almost like a link man at times isn't he? he's, he's a link up player he's old up player so much fitter than he's ever yeah. ever looked in the United just to look at him he's so lean isn't he he's Fat lad from Not Sheffield. fucking lean. Have you seen? I mean, have you seen the photos when he's running? He's fucking legs are that a lot of time. Yeah. But like, because um, Socrates, eat Moose, we've had two really hard challenges, which probably were fair. But one he led with his arm, I thought was a bit naughty early in the first half. He looks like fucking bad guy from Tango and Casho, doesn't he, Socrates? <laughs> <laughs> fucking face is enormous. Like fucking love child of Thanos and bad guy from Tango and Cash. 
Christ. How can I articulate myself <laughs> with these four? I've got them. Amazing. But, um, <laughs> Tango and Cash, what a film that is. So, it, I, and I turned to my dad and I said, Thing is, with that, Dad, Sharp will love a bit of that. If he tries eating Sharp with one of them, he'll be getting two back. Yeah. And then I said that I thought the Golden Cats come off because it were done. And when Freeman came on, that just gave us, didn't get to do it that much, but Freeman, unlike the other midfielders, will turn the ball quick and, yeah. and, and give us that. And it, and, and that it looks like he's filled out a bit and all, Freeman. Well, I said, I said the other night, I don't know if it's one of these like shitty young person haircuts that I didn't quite understand <laughs> that sort of made his head look like you were wearing like a helmet or something. But if you watch, I kept noticing how aggressively you were warming up because he came through our stuff. Yeah, he did, yeah. He did, yeah. He got a little flat from him when he came on, didn't he? Yeah, I saw a couple of, couple of Arsenal fans getting a clap. Uh, and then. Not Albert, though. A run of an Albert. Didn't get a clap from Albert. Albert's walking back to train station. Of yeah. His <laughs> <own>. <laughs> I hope he's still lost somewhere. Just <laughs> constantly dragging his fucking scarf behind. <laughs> I mean, vloggers, man. Who does it? But then, like the final, the final one, I guess, is only came on. We don't need uh, for me. I live, enjoy waking up to that on Monday morning. Uh, but I think but it's, not, it's not something we need to go into discussing, really. No, isn't no, it? Well, but, but it was well, a, it, it, two months to be still in the squad. And it was a right change. Aside from everything, could be a thing that sort of kicks him into being our boss. Makes him kind of buckle down a bit. Went to Swansea for the way at QPR, pissing back. And everyone's like, I've been away at QPR with you, Paul. You can't talk about drinking too much of that away. He's not a professional footballer. Yeah, you've been paid 20 million pounds to set me to QPR. I heard Danny Murphy talking about Raheem Sterling today, and he was saying, he obviously knows Raheem from when he was at Liverpool. As a kid, he said, "You can tell he's living the life because it's reaping the rewards. Yeah. He's got, he's got fitter, he's got stronger. You can see that he mean it means more to him, and that's where it needs to change for McBurney. Everybody goes out and has a drink. That's fine. I'm not saying don't, but someone drowns. Don't lose what you've got. I just thought there were one, one little thing that sort of like I think he looked a bit more determined than I've seen him in the United shirt, and he was running towards us, and he, and he just built a ball at line. It doesn't sound like a great deal, but I didn't, I, didn't end, well, yeah, yeah. I didn't see him do it anywhere else, and, and this might be the one thing. It might be the thing that said, kicks you know what? Oh, like, fair play to him as well, because he'll, he'll, have, he'll have been shitting himself it's it's pitch. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's the right time to make the, for, for, for Wilder to make the change. It's the, it was the right change because when McGoldrick and Moose went off. As, as well as Sharp was doing, the ball wasn't sticking. It was up to Sharp coming back. He puts McBurney up there, he holds it up, he runs it into the corner. But the time to bring him on, you're 1 0 up against Arsenal. He's done what he's done. He's not going to get any shit from him. No, exactly. Yeah, you're right. If 3 0 down against Arsenal comes on, he's going to get, he's going to get it. There's going to be some rumblings. And, and no one's going to give him shit. So, and that's it. He's done it now. He's come on. And that's it. He doesn't need to do that. He's not getting nice. He's through all of his wild state judgment ball on it. Yeah. So therefore, Whatever it is, and we don't know, but Wilder didn't deem it something to. He might throw the hook at him, but he'll, he's dealing with it in this way, and, and good luck. It's, to it's him. a legal matter. It's a club matter to deal with. But with, with Wilder, everything Wilder's done, it's good enough for him. He's got to be good enough for the rest of us. Yeah, we can still have our opinions on things, but it's good enough for him. We have to kind of hold our hands up. Yeah, totally agree. And then, to end on, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? They said when they got rid of Wenger, everything had changed at Arsenal. But I, I couldn't, if you were going to draw, like, 
I'm going to write down a, a one paragraph synopsis of Arsenal playing Sheffield United on a Monday. Oh. It's pretty much went as exactly yeah. as everyone. They've gone backwards. They were sat on the, the, in the last, the last 24 away games, they kept two clean sheets. Is that right? And, and, and Carragher was saying, even when you're bad, your mentality, it, 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 it puts you over the line, it helps you get in clean sheets. And it's, like they, it's like they're going to games expecting to concede a goal and then just trying to outscore yeah. teams. It's a mentality thing. Yeah, there, there's, there's no determination to keep a clean sheet, there's no determination to do the ugly things. Everything's got to be perfect. Yeah. And that's not going to happen, it's a 38 game season, yeah. things change. You've got to be prepared to dig in, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. La- they seem to adapt and they don't seem to be adapting to anything. They definitely don't. Last, last thing for me about Monday night, and if you've not watched it yet, try and watch Monday night football back. Because Carragher and Everett um, sort of dissect the way we play quite a bit and the, how complimentary they are about us. Did they get it? Did they, did they yeah, count? Completely. It was, it, it, it was good to watch. It was nice to hear. Especially really nice after everything, you know, Joe saw what? all your uniforms. Types I'm just disappointed it's come out that Steve Nichols left Twitter because he'd have been getting it. I've not got Piers Morgan anymore. I'm disappointed. Myself, <laughs> well, Matt Fitzpatrick got um, got a dig in, didn't he? He responded to Matt yeah. Fitzpatrick, the golfer. Yeah. But it was great to get a win again because obviously winning the way is really important. It was not sh- not sure how we all felt about the light show, but uh, I can't actually. Well, I'm looking forward to Saturday, which we're going to talk about in a moment. But I can't wait to get back down the light. I will say one thing about the lights. I didn't think we needed to change the lights, but how much brighter did it actually seem from the back of the cop? Oh, it didn't. It, it was a glow. Yeah. Right when we and then you watch there. it and tell it, it looks like it's daylight. It's that bright. Anyway, bye bye. Yeah, Alright, lovely stuff, chat. So, on Saturday, we uh, make our trip to the London Stadium, which It'll be quite a novel experience, Paul, for me and you who are going in our friends, because often when I pay for something, uh, I like to receive the goods either there and then or within a couple of working days through my letterbox. So when you rock up to the uh, stadium that we all paid for, it'll be quite pleasant, won't it? <laughs> Where are we going? We're fucking London. That, that stadium that's not theirs, but they've got stands named after all the players and yeah. they've got a club shop and all, all that. Yeah, yeah, that one. That one that they rent. Yeah, Community stadium. Yeah. 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 But uh, West Ham, except, really exciting to go. I did. I never. I think I'm in the I've not been to one of those pop concerts like you down there. I've been to one. Uh, yeah. Went to see Foo Fighters. I did. Yeah. Funny, I could articulate the introductions section of the podcast as well as I could be called Geeky Winter. But it's a really, really, really good game. Really exciting, new ground, obviously. And uh, oh, I've got every chance. Well, what's your take on the trip? I think West Ham are, I'm not going this weekend, but I think, I think West Ham are a better side than they've been for a long, long time. I think it's going to be a really tough game. They've got some some match winners that I don't think they've had for quite a while. Yes. I think the crowd's going to be well up for it. I touched on it on the last pod. Could that take a bit of focus away? Could work Maybe. Could work in our favour. We're going to be on a bit of a high as well. They've not, not won in four. 
yeah, they've got a bad defeat at the weekend so as well, they, they? lost that a bit in the weekend, didn't they? Um, they? They got dicked by Oxford in Cup 4-0 and they've, not, and they've lost and they've Palace, lost, and they've lost they four lost games. Two, yeah. They won the up in about 75th minute and then Palace went bang-bang, 2-1. Um, so so they're, they're rocking a little bit and we're going to be, tails are going to be high. We, we so. definitely want to score goals in the second half in front of our fans as well because if you're at the other end, I might be technically off for this. <laughs> um, well, but, I'm going to have two and all, so it's going to be even worse than that. We're going to get vertigo, man. We're going to drink before. Match, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, Phil, some, some very good players in that side. Say Fabianski's consistently he's injured. One of, he's out for all. Oh, yeah, he's, which coincides with the bad run. Yeah, he's, he's done for a he's few months. He's consistently one of the most underrated keepers and knocking around that sort of. Not being weak, I hope. Haller is everything Haller loves to have a player like him. Yeah. Big, pacey. Really good player. Bit of a shit house. A bit like what Better said, Bob McBurney is going to be. He's obviously a lot more physical than McBurney is Haller, but he's also a holder. Um, and I think Pellegrini's like a really good manager. He did a really solid job in City. You look at them and you look at their midfield. You know, Anderson, Lanzini, Yarmolenko. Still, still got Nolan as well. Not Nolan, sorry. Um, Noble. 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 I've always liked him as a quality player. He's a steady player, isn't he? But you've got to be in it to win it. And, the, and I think you, you touched on this call once you said, don't worry about games like this because these are games that you want to play. And I want to go to West Ham in the league where the full strength and the it's spitting better and we get off tube and I feel a bit uncomfortable I want, that's what I want like, that's, it's going to be good it's going to be a good experience and if we lose or if we just get anything down there it would be great but yeah I think it's, it's potentially a really good game obviously they've got the benefit of playing Saturday and we play Monday I don't think that'll make a massive difference not yeah. when it's winning no. yeah, I'm going to say yeah the, 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 the kind of uplift you'll get from winning I think they'll, they'll feel 10 foot tall in that change yeah. room this week won't they they'll think they can achieve anything and quite frankly they can't think they can go down there and, and what, get at least another draw at what do you think team will be who do you think will start same side as is yeah. Yeah. I can't um, see making, obviously unless anyone picked anything up on you know, that we don't know about. There could potentially be an argument that we're going to have to dig in a bit and then you need an outlet, so maybe start sharp over Moose to give them a bullish shot. But you, I think I think Moose. I think Moose Moose with his pace and physicality. He's an outlet. I think Moose will start on the bench personally. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, you think Billy will start? No, I think Bernie will start. Interesting. Right. I suppose the other one is if you say they'll start and then you want it to have pace. Robinson coming into a game isn't. Am I right in saying that? He's not done that yet. He's not come off the bench. He started. He started, yeah. Just on the subject of Robinson, if everyone's fit and everyone's firing, well, it's bearing in mind for a point he was at a record signing. Where yeah. where's he at the minute in the packing order? Because I would say out of all the five strikers, he's fifth choice. I'd say about Bernie about four, joint four. Then I think, I think that Bernie's in front of him. I do too. And I'm not saying oh, that, no, what, that don't make him a bad player. I just I think we're I'm not sure what he, I'm not sure where he fits. I'm not sure where Robinson fits. In I the think the problem is now. I'm not sure what he is. He's not. That could be an issue. He played a lot of his time at Preston on either wing, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And we're asking him to play as part of the front two. It's it, like he's only just learning how. 
either it's, um, sorry, I've just got a uh, WhatsApp voice call from a uh, friend of the pod, Alan Picard. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, we would answer that, but we don't want him fucking on here. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a it, test to see whether he listens. Since you listen every week, Al, you'll be able to give some feedback, won't you? Well, I lost my train of thought completely yes, on what I was so saying. Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Pecking order. Yeah, I think he's, he's... I think we brought him in to play the same role as McGoldrick, but I don't think he can do it. I don't think he's got that. Yeah, not yeah. a different player, yeah. isn't he? So it's, I think it's like if, we're, if we play the three, like, like, like a Liverpool-style three, where you had maybe McBurney on one side and Robinson on the other... Sorry, McBurney in the middle, Moose and, and Robinson on the other side, that might work. But I think he's going to... He's going to fall away a little bit in the same way that Luke Freeman has and probably Ravel, Ravel Morrison has. That we are playing this slightly more conservative game that's not playing to the... To the if you're Carl Robinson, you've just signed Sheffield United, you started all or one of the Premier League matches, you've scored one goal, you've missed some big chances, you've not got going in other games, you probably go, alright, I've got another 20-odd games to have a go at this. In terms of his career, he won't feel off Cap and Baker State going up there because he's finally played in the Premier League. The, where we're at, unless it's like going to be a bag of money and things, part of Bill and Wilder's next stage of what we need to do for us is he needs to be that. He's got attributes that we like, he's got qualities we like, and we need to coach him into playing our way. And it might be a case, as if we've seen with Ender, definitely with Ender, with, with, with Baldog, his flashes, but it needs to be in the club for a club. two years, and then you, you finally uncover something, and it's, well, I mean, it, we'll see. He could come on the... We could be with losing one nil. He comes on and start needing bags yeah, too. Yeah, I'm not saying he's been a bad sign. It's just he's not. not. All. He changed the game at Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, he started the game, but he changed the game at Chelsea second half. I, I just think we might go a little bit more open a few, a few months further into the season. If we if we get a, if we accumulate and say I don't know 23, 24 points by the start of January, then we might start having a good. Yeah, we might have a go at January. We'll wait half of February start. I think that's what I was saying before last week. That's, that's what we'll do. It's probably we're, a little we're, bit. We're going to get we're going to get to a point where we'll pick up so many points and never think to it. No, we can actually have a goal. We can start trying to play a little bit differently and, and try and win. And we, and we, to, we touched on this um, last time when we were in the very noisy pub, not last week, the week before, and how sometimes I think in a game when these players come into it, particularly when Freeman comes on, if we get assist with the back three, that we need to be. We need to get that transition sorted in match a bit better. But what's to say that, oh, oh so, so sadly, whatever happens, but we go totally unfairly. They prepare for the flat frame, look for down 20 of us, like Norwood's just feeling it a bit, or Flex turn his ankle. And we start the Burnley game with three moves behind, you know. There's nothing to stop us like throwing that dice yeah. sooner, actually. But Western away isn't the game to do that. Because uh, Tottenham away won't be the game to do that. Yeah, they can't. No. Well, they can't be this bad. 
Uh, well, you never know. It depends how many of them will be checking each other's businesses again, though. I have Still five past lunch last night. Pardon? They didn't do too bad last night. Yeah, no, that's it. Um, Kane, Kane, even though Roy Keane's just told my new signing, really insightful punditry there for Roy, really covering the big issues, thinking outside the box. Just go and get, go and get the best driver in the country. Oh, I'm going, we will be. Obviously, I'm being incredibly facetious, but to go back to West Ham, I think the way to get at them is to look at that defence. Creswell and... Can you use me? Hold on. Yeah, yeah. I think they've got two very similar players to end with Baldock, as in players who have continually yeah. progressed, played a lot of games at lower levels. So I think that's an interesting battle, and then depends where Rice plays, but at centre half, the lad Diop likes to get a good player, but again, like most of these teams, we keep saying that's got one in him. Got one in him. So, how do you see it going? Dan and on our yeah. I think we, I think we'll get something. Mm. I'm not. I, 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 I wouldn't say we'll win, but I think I can see us getting something. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the usual one-one. How about you, uh, I was going to say exactly the same one. I think we'll, we'll go in with his tails up. I think it'll be a tougher game than what we think, but I think, it, I think we'll get something out of it. I think there might be a little bit there that in mind if, if we take a three or four. Three, you can go to a game like this and lose three or four now with the players. Lucy, you can lose any game. Anderson. Like these are 40 million pound players. Yeah, yeah. They're a good side. What about you, Paul? My standard whenever we're on Super 6 on a Saturday is to put one all away because I don't like to try and yeah. to win it. I can't believe we're saving one goal for any goals. So, um, There's no prizes for it, Paul, probably not. <laughs> no, I'm going to. I'm just going to say we'll nick it. We'll nick it by our goal, one goal to one. Looks like you can Take that. Um, I've been the eternal optimist this season, and I'm going to start to say, I think we're going to, it's going to, it's going to, both teams to score, but I think it could be as big as a, a 2 1, a 3 2. I think, I think we've got goals in us, it could cause them problems, but I also think we'll, I see them scoring and us having to attack, which lets them. Which lets you know opens the game very early on, um, and it'll be really interesting. I can't wait, can't wait to pop some bubble, bubbles in there before the match, blow the throp off a few on Egypt's canal. So, if anyone's stuck, we'll be on the we're on the eight twenty nine from Sheffield. It's eight twenty six, eight twenty nine, somewhere like that. Yeah, so uh, don't join us for drinks. Probably listen to us for an hour already. You don't want to understand you, but it should be a good game. And uh, yeah, uh, enjoy enjoy your trip, guys. We'll try as best. So, uh, welcome back to part three, everybody. We are now going to carry on from the last uh, pod where we had a quiz as part three. And our resident quiz master today, because Ian's not here, is Paul. So over to you, Paul. Right, here we go. So, question one. So, what's the quiz on, Paul, before we. Oh, sorry, yeah. The... Big contact to the listeners. Yeah, listeners. Getting carried away. The quiz is just basically based on links between United and Arsenal and West Ham, seeing as that's in between both the games that we're playing this week. So, if we're ready. 
Which is, United spent over £1 million for the first time in their history to make which West Ham United midfielder their then record sign. I bet we've all got this one. Donochus. 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 And an easy one to start with. Early. Donochus. One of the best midfielders I've ever seen. Oh, is that obsessed with Donochus? Okay. That obsessed with him as a nice ten year old lad, right? When we got it, got his autograph, I could actually do Don Hutchinson's autograph. Oh my I believe you were something like this. John Hutchinson. Like you were gonna marry him. I believe it looked, I believe it looked like that. Well we'll put that out there and then we'll ask Don Hutchinson on We need to yeah. get we need to ask Don Hutchinson whether that's true. Whether that's legit. I'll tag him in there. It's been mentioned before, but the the Budweiser beer yeah, picture. Yeah. I have that on my leaving book at school. So yeah, fairly simple one to start with. So the next one, which is same year. Which two players scored the goals as United and Arsenal played out with one one draw at Highbury in the FA Cup third round in January nineteen ninety six? I believe that was debut, I might be wrong though. I I don't think it was unless he got injured because the other night before the match before everyone else got to pub, me and the old man were reminiscing about the lineup that day, and I called like Hartfield total bonk um, players of that, and I'd say that Hutchinson came a bit later. I think it was that season. He was. Yes, I remember him being in the yellow and purple kit because I had on the infamous photo with the shoes. <laughs> I've got number four on the back of that. Yeah. Hutchinson played four, yeah. That, Back when they didn't have official squad numbers, yeah, we always yeah, had all four. Yeah, so I've got United score. I think we'll probably all get that. Dane Whitehouse. Dane Whitehouse. Yeah. Equaliser yeah. at the um, yeah. end. Yeah. 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 And now I've gone Burkham. I've got Ian Wright. I didn't, I didn't get one for that. I couldn't remember. Ian Wright. Ian Wright. Went to that game, said it's Sean Bean and it's then wife with a girl out of bread. Oh, yeah, yeah. Melanie Hill. Melanie Hill, yeah. Yeah, she dropped something. Can't remember where some sort of ring ball bracelet. My dad picked it up, gave it to him. Sat right next to him. Was he wearing a woman? Your dad, who's obviously also Twitter famous. Yeah, he is. He is 12 years after it happened. If any of you listeners are familiar with the. The footage of uh, United, a disgruntled United fan shouting at the pitch uh, under Robson, and then an alarmed son pulling a woolly hat over his dad's head <laughs> to shut him up. That's young Paul. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, so. Not so young. Younger then. <laughs> this new haircut is good. You look a bit like Julian Dix. Have you got a bit of a sad Yeah, that's all right. I'll get another, I'll get, I'll get another one so we've got that. So you can, can blend in. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, there's nails. Takes a I'm going to get frisked at every game now. <laughs> so this is what will win and lose this quiz. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is, is done for me. There are five answers to this question. I'll be very surprised if everybody oh, gets them all. fucking idiot. I'm being a dick. Ignore me. So, that's it as well. Ready for? Yeah, yeah. Since 1990, there have been five transfers from Arsenal to United, either permanent or on loan. Name all five. So, I think a good idea is if I read mine, Phil meets his, Dan Well, I've only got two, so. And then you tell me. Tell us all how many you got right before revealing it. Yeah, so I got Dave Tuttle. No, Spurs. That is correct, Spurs. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought it was Arsenal. No. And Spurs, Charlie Hartfield. Charlie Hartfield is correct. I didn't get anybody else because I thought in the modern era, 
after the cheating business. I can't think of one. One out of five. I've got Tuttle as well. I was convinced it was awesome. Uh, Charlie Outfield, I've got. Salvatore Bevo. Goalkeeper. No, came from Reading. Did he? Yeah. And he's now back there as Reading's goalkeeper. Yeah. Coach, I think. And Scott Marshall. Scott Marshall's correct, yeah. So that's two. I've got, I've got Artfield and Marshall. Artfield and Marshall and two. So two each from that. So give us a couple of clues then. Clue for the first, for the first guy. I don't know if he still is, but he was—he's one of the main directors at Man City. Brian Marwood. Brian Marwood. So I think you were chairman at PFA. Yeah, was yeah. And they were on board. Yeah, they were sporting directors at Man City. Same time as Should have got that. Brian Marwood. Charlie Arfield. Yeah. Scott Marshall, which you've already got. The last player that United signed. From Arsenal, they were on loan for two seasons in a row. Kyle Barton. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a Barton. Sent it off. Yeah, that's the way to see Rangers, I believe. Swansea. Swansea, now West Brom. Yeah, he is a West Brom. Yeah, that's right. And the last one, signed at the same time as Charlie Arfield, or round about the same time as a bloke I've never heard of. He's a goalkeeper, he never played a game for either club, but he signed between them both. It's a bloke called Jim Will. Who? Jim, Jim Will. Will. Jim Will. I, I looked him up and he's a. Fix it. Yeah, Jim, Jim Will. Fix it. We've only done 14 Jim podcasts no, and Jimmy Samuel's now been mentioned up to it. Never heard of him. I've never heard of him and I looked him up just to see if that transfer on the website was taking the piss. He just, he just played in that lower leagues in Scotland. Like he, never he, heard he, of he were at Arsenal, he went along to United, he sent him back and then he ended up. Yeah, there was a policeman in Scotland after playing about 12 games with somebody else. Never so never had, Just never shows you how times change. When we signed Charlie Hartfield, he was the captain of their under-21 side. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Now you imagine captain at Arsenal under-21 side now going on a free transfer to somewhere. Yeah, yeah. They played for us a long time as well. Yeah, yeah. But like that, is it a 21-year-old? Yeah. 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 We're always good for a red card and all. Yeah, we're not case, we're not. Swatting, um, swatting, cancer, and all. Worth it just for that, weren't it? Well, come on then, Nick. I've got two, yeah. So, the next question is Tony Curry's quality goal by a quality player came in a 3 2 victory for United over West Ham in March 1975. Which future Blades goalkeeper played for the Hammers that day? Uh, Mervyn Day. I've got Mervyn Day. It. it is Mervyn Day. I shouldn't shark. Sorry. Won the game for United. Yeah, saved the penalty from Wimbledon, saved the John Fashion penalty. We're about 45 years yeah, old. Yeah, very yeah. old at the time. Cool. Good shark. Question five then, we have Arsenal played their last ever game at Highbury after 93 years in May 2006 against which team? I think I've got my games mixed up here. I've got Everton. But that's the that's the one where Adam scored that fucking chip over the top and left foot volley. Yeah, so I think right. I've got my games mixed up. As a pure guess, I've got Chelsea. Chelsea. I know I'm right. Wigan are playing. It is Wigan. Oh, and I remember it because they nearly beat him. And also... That was um, the summer, I believe, where he left Joel left Wigan and then went to Derby and all that bollocks spat him like in 12 seconds on his car and filming came out. And obviously that's what sticks for me in my mind. I've never seen the front page of the front page. No, I've seen front page of the front page of the well and there were a picture there. Paul Jewell laid with a bird in front of him and he got a leg up and they covered it with a Derby County mask. Outstanding. 
Great bit of work. I mean, best thing to do as a world leader. The thing is with Paul George, some people say that money adds attractiveness. Now, he didn't have that much. Paul George looked like an alcoholic maths teacher. <laughs> who no one liked. You didn't cross him. Because you just didn't want to end up having to spend any more time with him because he was a fucking horrible twat. Uh, but yeah, fair enough, we did. Yeah, but they nearly beat him, didn't they? We were like 3 2 or something. 4 uh, 2. Yeah. And Thierry Henry scored it actually, which is just what he does into it and then kind of things. Um, but like, talking about, talking about that lovely chip that Adam scored when, when they won the league. Paul dipped it over the top and Adam's ran onto it, chested it down, and so smashed it. Over. Uh, they were the Monday night football thing that won the other week when it were Arsenal United and they had the big uh, play up and they were sort of keen about it. And they showed highlights of the game of like Ronaldo and his pomp and that, but they also talked about him and Vieira. But the one thing that stuck me out is when John O'Shea does this quite turn and then like this delicate bend into the corner. I don't remember he ever been eight, eight that far up the pitch. B, being able to do that, or see it happening in the first place. But that camera angle, like, hybrid, I always considered like quite an iconic. Yeah, it was so different to everything else. Yeah. Quite low down, you can see the stand opposite. And yeah. it, when I first, that, not when I first started going, but my first regular season ticket at the lane was in the new family stand when it was built, and it was on a similar level. And I always remember my dad laxing when we come, not like him, we don't have much said it. Uh, going on about, oh, we, we, we pick these seats because we like the, uh, like the view there. And I'd be like, shut up now. It's only 10. But yeah, we get yeah. nice one. Pulled one back there. So after that, so I'm, I'm on 10. I'm on six. I'm on five. I'm on four. So we have, we have a winner. Well done, Phil. Well done, Phil. Thank you. We have also got a tiebreaker. We have got a tiebreaker in case we needed it. So we may as well, haven't we? Especially when such obvious questions as the goalkeeper who never played yeah. Rasmus. Yeah. This, yeah. this is ridiculous. I've never got it. It's, it's going to be a guess, isn't it? But yeah, we're all yeah, going to have a guess. So, Blade's last FA Cup final appearance, 1936, 1 0 defeat to Arsenal. Which other London side did United beat to reach the final? So, based on what you've just said, I'm guessing it's going to be somebody nondescript or really, really unheard of or something. I've gone for Charlton. I've gone Chelsea. I've gone Fulham. And that is spot on. Wow. Spot on with Fulham. Great shout. Shout out. Complete guess. Beat them 2-1 at Molyneux. At Molyneux? Yeah, I don't know why we played there. Must have been in between. Yeah. Semi-final. Yeah, semi-final, yeah. So that, that rounds up your quiz for this week. Thank well, you for course, putting yeah. that together, Paul. Awesome. And I think hopefully the listeners are enjoying these. It's a regular feature. Yeah. We're just me. No Phil pressure, mate. Me, <laughs> Phil, and Dan now need to pull this figure out as arse and not one up the sounds. Who won that? Well, we've got up the arse, we've popped some balls. We need to knock one up. Welcome back everyone, the two uh, part four of this week's Four Blades in a Pub and we're back for the uh, Hall of Fame section which I'm quite happy to say I won on the on the Twitter poll last week with me John Egan's head of below sea level. 
what a header that was. Yeah, header, yeah. It was indeed. Uh, so I'm Worthy a, winner. I've got the honour of, of introducing this week's section, um, but I'm going to hand it over to to a couple of other people first to uh, to put their nominations in this week. So uh, who wants to go first, Paul? Yeah, I'll yeah, go first. No Thanks very much. Well, it's already been mentioned, part one, so it made me think whether I should actually go with it, but I'm going to do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it, I'm going to say it. And it's Ender Stevens, but more specifically, Ender Stevens Nutmegs. Brilliant. It's every single week. I think we might have a winner. He does it every week. And I don't know if you watch or follow the Premier League account on Twitter they put a 30 second clip on people's skills every week and I think in every single He's match day Ender's been there She's doing something every week is not making someone it's a regular feature of the way that we play and things that we look out for so that's mine Ender Stevens is not nice brilliant short and sharp this week no you can't, can't go wrong with that that's brilliant it's it's out. seven uh, down film. well I'm going to go for one that it's kind of reminded me of it this week and it's on the back of Pepe missing that chance that he missed the other day I'm going from, for a proper worldwide superstar missing from a yard at Bramall Lane Cristiano Ronaldo missing from under the crossbar at the Bramall Lane end for Man United I thought you were going to say Adiakimbae I thought you were going to say Adiakimbae yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably no, should have done now that's one, one of those things where the, the tormentor becomes the tormentor because he fucking came and did it Good couple of months. He did very little apart from scoring absolute world here. That'll do for me. So Ronaldo's missing from. It was under the crossbar. I don't know how he ever missed it. Galeski puts one up with like a looping back across. Yeah, and then across Van der Sar. Yeah, it will have been there. And then it would just have been teams like when Rooney, the only player that used to make any field, just single-handed and dragged them over the line. Did he equalise with a header and then score? He scored the winner with a ball. I seem to remember that vintage Rooney, sort of like, just in and about, busy little bastard, just getting his shot off early. He was the best player I saw all that season. Question for you on that game. Who was the player that played in middle of midfield? Nicky Law. Oh, oh, what a debut, that is. Another fucking worn-out master's trail. <laughs> <laughs> he probably stood out, didn't he? Monty before March. Monty completely lost his right when he found out he won't start him. Really? I'm sure he weren't just chasing after his last pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or one of his first touches. I'll get it! They were at match for the night, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Time, imagine, yeah, yeah. Uh, you imagine you're in a bit of training session with Monty, right, lads? When you miss, you fetch your own shit. Yeah, okay. Oh, you got about three shots. That's, today, why, that's why he was so that's fit. Why he was fit as he was. <laughs> Spent half the time in fucking bushes trying to get his ball back. It all, it all came together though Tramnier away that day didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> one, 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 one. it did score when I only get Birmingham in a cup game as well like that do you know what when he first came into the team he, I think he'd scored Atrick for reserves week before and he came through the team at reserves as a kind of a bit of a goal scoring midfielder I think he made his debut against Wednesday at Hillsbury cup game that we went to where Bent missed from a yard out and that's a good shout that were one of his early games yeah, I think it might have been his yeah. debut is that when Geary Geary were playing for Wednesday and Mark, Mark Devlin had a game, game. Devlin had been for the score winner and he never Brad, actually Brown, touched it Brad, I remember Brown, Brown had scored goals yes yeah. Richard Richard Humphrey's playing man yeah. bear in mind Richard Humphrey's came from a striker he's a blade as well 
oh, 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 more fun. But yeah, that Ronaldo miss, um, phenomenal. Because it's it's one of them that pops up occasionally on Twitter, doesn't it? Like he's the best players having had bad days at the yeah. office. Makes you wonder if we're only all the Premier League clubs have played against who didn't score a goal against as well. That's a good shout. Yeah, that's that. a really good shout. He didn't score at Old Trafford. Didn't score at Old Trafford. Oh, that came at Old Trafford. Oh, we went. Oh, yeah. I had to touch Shelton out, and it were nailed on penalty. Yeah, he did. Gabriel Einzer. Gabriel Einzer. Oh, we're not always proud. No, I know. Gabriel Einzer. They ran on some of the as well when he got away. But that was back when it was like. Everyone was like, can you get decisions at Old Trafford? Well, that's a different story. We were sat on that road that night. Turned around, could see it on TV screens at Old Man United. Obviously, we weren't. We had a lovely time in his egg box that day. Phil was very kind. He had a spare seat in his company's egg box, so took me along and we got fed and watered. And and obviously, Phil's been to match me for a long, long time. And as we're Coming out to the stand, he went, just do me a favour, obviously, we're in company box tonight, can you just take it steady? You know, language and everything, yeah, yeah, no sweat. 30 seconds up, he stood up, 30 seconds in, he stood up, you fucking dirty bastard. <laughs> oh, I right, for a penny and for a do as I say, not as I do us, like that. I remember that night quite fondly, because um, I was, well, not fondly, but I was in my um, third year at uni at time, and um, living in Manchester, and I remember getting a bus back home after match and these Man U fans, and I'd been out and had a few beers, so I started talking to him, and I went, bit pathetic, your supporters aren't worried about it, well, what you've got to remember is, we don't, we don't like playing small clubs like you, and all this, and I was like, don't like playing us, we're in the same league as you, and I had quite a robust conversation. Uh, and then reminded them who the original United was, and then I got off the bus as he started to come in, all agitated. They were students as well. Wouldn't sell out to proper banks. Then again, they would have been in the, in the boozer, but like, yeah. There were weird seats in that one, and, and that sort of, that challenge, everything that happened that night, sort of typical of it. Just one more thing that you could yeah. get around on to say. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, he did. Lots of margins. Yeah. Quite a bit. So, Ronaldo's missed. That's my nomination. I like that. It's John. Right. Um, it, it's funny because football has this, has this habit of like turning your, um, your feelings on someone or an event. Or people do things that they're easily forgotten, like going to Dean, for example. Now we'll always look back on fondly unless in terms of like Ramalade and Murders Wilder or something like that. I, I mean, incredibly prestigious. It's still fancy Wilder. <laughs> yeah, so would I. But I think the other night, and I talked about this with Sam, who was on the call the other week last night, I said to her, I feel absolutely knackered tonight because watching that second half, that style of not style of football, it's unfair on us, but that game where, yes, we're winning, but we have to protect the lead. And I had the dress rehearsal for it with the Red Canal game last year. That sort of tension that builds up when you watch your football like that, it exhausts you, drains you of emotion. Like people will say, Oh, fans are crap second half. It's like, well, the worst, you're nervous and you because you want to win, you want to be successful. But in injury time, when Mike Dean raised his hand up and did what could only be described as some sort of like 
Lucha Libre point. <laughs> Again, using my hands towards the penalty spot line. Disco stupid from the Simpsons to signal, not penalty spot, for a goal kick. I was just like, I fucking love that. Right need is, and will always be, a prick. But, right at the minute, I feel like he's after And I absolutely love that. And then the first thing you see the pub is that picture of his eyes exploding at the ball. Then, the fact that you see him going up to Wilder, not an handshake, he's a proper nice one, Chris. I'll be up for a, I'll be up for a Peroni in 10. Let me just have a quick rinse. And then don't you do some sort of like really bad like well played, Ollie. So I'm putting Mike Dean's mannerisms forward for my whole thing. You mean Mike Dean the Spurs fans' mannerisms? Yeah. That's another one of his, isn't it? So I, I, I just, obviously these things he's done towards United in the past. And I remember going to Northampton and a friend of the pod, Harrison, Harrison who, yeah. uh, very politically correct, shut up you fag on Twitter. I thought, if he's still got that as his name, yeah. I think he has. Uh, it was at Northampton when Coventry were playing there, and it was on a Sunday under. See, this is the league one year's here. Liam Clarkson. No, it was. Is that when they had Wilson and Clarkson? Yeah, Wilson and Liam Clarkson. It might be the year before that, and I sat on the side. So played there. Well, anyway, and I think we have Rob Hall on now. And he made his debut on Saturday. Jamaican wing. Jamaican wing. Yeah. So anyway, like Mike Dean was referenced. It was on TV for some reason, unbeknownst to anyone in the football universe. Like, and Mike Dean was like, Harrison's giving him all this. You've ruined our season. And Mike Dean was trotting up. Just went, winked at him. So uh, now, comes Mike, more abuse. Mike Dean put thumbs up. I think football means back to my villains. They also need characters. Mike Dean knows it and he plays up to it. He knows now he's a bit of a character he's a bit, and he kind of plays up to it. What I really like about him is he is a proper football fan. He's a, he's a massive Tramley Rovers fan, isn't he? And you see him at end of season when they're yeah, stood up seats. Stood up seats and up pitch and all. He's brilliant. I, I, you do know he was also the referee for the game at Wigan when we got relegated. He was the one that gave penalty against us that uh, scored the win. Uh, the nailed on penalty that yeah. Jack yelled. Yeah. 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 Oh, if anyone's got this far, I'm like, <laughs> more of attrition, but like, <laughs> we love all our listeners. Well, that's how I got it from a But like, if you. If you, if you, like, football needs characters, and although he has, like I say, like, wrongers, people, look at people like Plattenberg and Dean. People say, oh, it's all about him. Like, the game needs characters. Plattenberg will take himself off, chasing the money, to the ladies, he'll go on TV as a pundit, a pundit, you're a referee, right? And he'll tart himself around, He's got that sort of demeanour about him. And Dean, uh, people say, no, he was stood up on the chairs, celebrating when Chamney got to Wembley. Yeah, he stood up on the chairs because he's five foot five. It might be Alan Wright. Have you ever seen him in the same room together? Um, but no, seriously, but when he did that, I was pissing myself. Absolutely. And he, he was great. And that's it's it was a, a, topical it was a thing. Moment. Might be. Mike Dean's goal kicking. Mike Dean's eccentricities. Eccentricities. I won't be able to say it. 
Now, there's three very strong nominations there, Dan. Right, well, my... You've got a bitch made of form, pal. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm unbeaten in one. Um, right, so my nomination is... Just like the boys. My nomination is a number. Okay. And it's the number... I don't know, we need Ian here for this. Is, is, is zero a number? <laughs> no, it's not 69 chops. Um, is, is, is zero a number? Well... Yeah. Zero, okay, zero's a number. Right, so obviously a few years ago, football changed. You had the Bosman rule where you had top-class players moving for no money. So you had the likes of McManaman and Ronaldo. Yeah, so they run the contracts down and they move for big numbers. So we've had a lot of free transfers in our time, but they've not been Bosmans. They've been players who've been released or... Yeah, someone else's shit. Someone else's shit that we've picked up that's turned out to be brilliant. So... My number is is zero. It's free, free. It's the free transfers we'd have we've had over the years. So I'm thinking Bob Booker, Neil Shipley, Ender Stevens, uh, Chris Basham, John Fleck. Basham paid for it. Duffy. Basham was free. Duffy. Yeah, Duffy. Yeah, Duffy. McGoldrick. Alan Cork. You know, players like that we've Wayne picked Allison. up for nothing. Chief, Wayne Allison. Chief, Wayne Allison, yeah. So it's, we've it's, had plenty, haven't we, over We've years. had a lot of free transfers. We've made the best out of Percy spending two-thirds yeah. of football. On. They, they, made a, they made a thing on Sky, I mean, partly related, on Sky the other day. Our currently best defence in the Premier League cost £5 million, of which four of one even. of it was Egan's. Yeah. But you've got Basham, like I say, on a free. You've got Ender Stevens on a free. For, yeah, we paid a bit for ball, like, didn't we? Yeah, I think this they put ball like down was about 400, 400 grand, grand, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, 250? 250, 250 something like that. Outrageous. Wild has picked some proper gems up on it. Not many. So, free transfers. So, free transfers. I'm United. not talking glamorous, running the contracts down to move to Spain for 200 grand a week. Best players in the world. I'm talking like that. Other people's cast-offs that we've gone. Yeah, go on. Let's have a look at you. And they've turned out to be. They've either turned out to be brilliant, or they've turned out to yeah, be cult cool heroes. To, I was trying to think of others that, that perhaps haven't been as good that we've picked. Up. David Samay. <laughs> yeah, that's one. Gordon, Lee Tai, another one. Lee Tai. Gordon Cowens were good. Got him on a free. Nicky Marker. We got him on a free. Paul McGraw. We got him on a free. Stuart McCall. We got him on a free. Tommy Johnson. We've had his fucking hell. Second mention, not Tommy Robinson. We've had our. We've had. If, you, if it's possible, we've had our money's with that free transfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. I think as well, what's so good about some of the coming crop is, I think the end of one at Portsmouth came when they. A bit of uncertainty, so we're all just won the league. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. End, I suppose, oh, yeah, yeah, I suppose Ender point. was a bit of a Bosman. He was nearer a Bosman than he'd not been. He'd not been. Like, like yeah. Coventry going through the mill. He was there playing. So yeah, I still love that tweet doing the rounds every so often. That Coventry fan tweeting. John Flex obviously got no ambition going to a club like Tottenham. Fantastic. We've all got tweets that have well, done oh, the years. That's just that brilliant. I mean, we, we, nearly, we nearly signed him in 2011, but for a fax machine. So. Uh, but yeah, fantastic. Duffy, he's, a, he's one. Really wish he'd done a bit last night. But it's a shame. I, it, I saw a bit of that game, apart from the fact that there were loads of Wednesday fans dressed up as empty seats. It just didn't impress me at all, Duffy. I don't know whether he weren't. Well, I, mean, I, saw someone, I saw someone tweeting tonight. Obviously, Duffy had tweeted Monday night football, and, everything, and someone had tweeted him back saying, Yeah, um, great result tonight, Duffy. Missed your spot. I love Duffy for what he did at Hillsborough and stuff like that. 
not, not in a fucking million years is he anywhere near this side. No, we're not missing. He's not in, he's not. He, he, he'll, he'll go down as a Braves legend, and if he walks in here tonight, he should never have to put his hand in his pocket. But not in a million years is he anywhere near that, only, near our bench. The only time I think it's been one game of season, and that would be once in a way, I think, maybe for the last 15 minutes. But would, would Duffy have done anything that Luke Freeman wouldn't have done, or Ronald Morrison wouldn't have done? You're right there, because some of the Craig Suns were made. Yes, we, we talked about the time. So you're right, we might have missed this sort of play, but we didn't miss him per se. It's still unfortunate. It's a bad end to what should have been. It should have basically kicked around with us for a season, yeah. had the odd cup game, had the odd thing, been on bench at Anfield and stuff like that, and then, and then got, and, and got a really good send-off last game at the season. They had the same discussions we had at Wayne and Everton. I said, if I'm him, I don't care if I only play three times, five minutes here and there. I'm, I'm travelling to Old Trafford, I'm travelling yep. to Anfield, I'm travelling to Goodison, I'm part of it. Yep. He spent his entire career doing that. It, just, it seems really straight. It's really short side of it. Yeah. 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 Would have been a nicer way than just him dropping into Wilder's office and saying, I want a new contract. Wilder's saying, Yeah, good luck with that, son. It just shows you, though, how much Wilder's in control of the club, doesn't it? Mm. Completely. And rightfully so, because yeah. the behaviour of his family members towards other United fans, I mean, that's the equivalent of a teacher, don't need to know where. What about Duffy's? Duffy's, Duffy's family, sorry, yeah. I'm a teacher, it's the equivalent of me getting upset about something, and then my sister confronting somebody online, don't you know that about my own. But it's, not, it's nonsense, like, it's not her place to, no one she. Olcus obviously the big football group paying money. Oh, you know, clubs and this, that and the other. So like even like a cat if someone tweeted down, like your missus tweeted something about your employer. You like you just don't you don't look yourself in that Mama's way. Mamas is never tweets out and it's really news at me. Sorry to be quiet. Um, Sharps Sharps missus did it last season, at the beginning of last season, and within a week she'd come off to her. And I'm assuming that he's He's gone in the rear said, and said, enough. Give don't, it a rest, yeah. don't do that. But then, I think... That's a question of sport. Isn't that tonight? He's been up, we recorded question of sport today. Yeah. yeah. As a, as a uh, contestant. Really? Yeah. Can I? You know, I've not watched question of sport since I'm about 14. <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't think I've watched it since... I don't think I've watched it since Bill Bowman and the news. Captains. You know. But what we all say... Free transfers over the years. Free transfers. Uh, I think that means it's probably time for a new section, not section, but new feature. It's we decide which one we all like amongst us. So, as guest Paul, um, last day, first out. Out of all that, I'm going to say that because there's just so many different people that you can discuss that with your staff. And there'll be players who would just start. Yeah, yeah. Bart right now, who would be not scrappy, come to United and be down So, it'd be down for me. It's a good call. What Dan's next? Since he's had that. I'm going, uh, Ender's Megs. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, do you know what? It's a real tough one between them two. I think I'm going to go Ender's Meg just because it's, it's a joy to watch. It's current at the minute. It's brilliant to watch, and it really is. I've gone for popular vote. I might not win. That's normally my room one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to We love our listeners, we love you two, Arnold. We're looking forward to a trip to London after this. You know, I'll look forward to watching it. You're going to have to watch it, chaps? Or... I'll probably find somewhere to watch it, I think, yeah. I'll try to, yeah, but possibly ripping my Oh, no, I won't. I'm at uni on Sunday. So I'm exactly ripping my fine. kitchen out this weekend as the ongoing saga of my fucking wanky extension carries on. <laughs> <laughs> if, my builders listen to make... if my builders listen to this and use a blade, get your fucking finger out. <laughs> we, we need to make this a section of the pod. Dan's update on his extension. We, uh, we do like to ask Dan how he is, but we do know, and it usually is a sharp jaw breath. Before going, well, the thing is with the extension, because, yeah, but we're looking forward to it, and let's hope the blades. We've all said that we can get something, and if we do, I think we'll all be delighted. Keep that away run going. Um, Keep that on being away run going. Not to tempt fate, but do have a go at the quiz that's on Twitter. And also tonight, we've attempted to try some a new recording method. We don't know how good it is yet. Uh, and before we leave, massive thanks to uh, Luke Best, who's going to edit that together for us, which is fantastic. He's not, yeah, he's not just a friend of the pod, he's a great artist and a great bloke to do. So if you enjoy the podcast, and a top runner. Well, top runner is just completed a marathon. And you marathon on Sunday. And congrats on your half marathon, Dad. Yeah, well done, mate. Um, but, In Royal Albertshire as well. Royal Albertshire. But yeah, it's been, it's been a pleasure. And uh, we hope you enjoyed Monday and looking forward to Saturday. And we will see you. Probably next never, but we'll we'll hit, you'll hear from us sometime next week. Fuck the blades. Fuck the blades. Fuck the blades. If you go to a pub in Ireland, you have to have a song. And if you don't have a song, you may as well not put the pub on. I've changed the Murray, by the way. So if anybody wants to buy me a Murray, right. Well, I'd say Peroni as well.